over 60 years now, the Viennese have kept a tradition of holding a concert every New Year's Day. Its programme is always filled with the dance music of old, in particular the waltzes, polkas, quadrilles and galops made famous by the Strauss family. Johann the Elder, his son, Johann II, along with the younger Johann's brothers, Josef and Eduard, and then Eduard's son, Johann, known as Johann III. In the hands of the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra, this music expresses for some the very heart and soul of Viennese culture, its smooth nonchalance, grace and natural charm. The beat somehow both precise and imprecise at the same time. This rich, full sound, though, is more a creation of the 20th century, an exercise in pure nostalgia, so appropriate when we mark the turning of the year, of course, but yet something that the original Johann Strauss, for example, could never have known. So what was the dance culture of early 19th century Vienna? Where did it all begin? Carnival Waltz by Anton Diabelli, better known perhaps as the music publisher, one of whose other waltzes proved the happy hunting ground for Beethoven's imagination in the form of the Diabelli variations. Playing that dance, we heard a trio, two fiddles and a double bass, the kind of band you would more likely have heard playing dances in the yards and taverns of Vienna two centuries ago. One such player at that time was a violinist called Josef Lanner. In 1816, he formed a trio with his two brothers, earning what money they could playing wherever dance music was called for. Seven years later, as business was picking up, he began expanding this ensemble and took on new players, including a young violinist by the name of Johann Strauss. Within a couple of years, Lanner's orchestra had grown so large and popular that he divided it in two, with Lanner directing one half and Strauss, evidently a quick learner, the other. Composed just a few years later, here's an early dance by Strauss the Elder, his Seufzer or sighing galop, played by the same group that we heard just before, members of the Merlin Ensemble of Vienna. of a period known in Central Europe as the Biedermeier, the time between the Napoleonic Wars and the revolutions of 1848. This period has come under a lot of flack for being a time of supposed complacency and 
comfortable bourgeois insularity, but it's better to think of it as the first era of the modern age. After the disruption and anxiety of the Napoleonic Wars, the new sense of peace and stability, along with the growth of industry, led to a rapid increase in the number of middle-class city dwellers. People worked long hours, but they did have some leisure time, and for this, they wanted to be entertained. Formerly aristocratic activities like going to the opera or attending organised balls and specially designed dance halls became popular, a recognised pastime for the public at large, and the kinds of dances they enjoyed began to change. While the group dances of 18th century country life lived on, especially in the square dance or quadrille, simpler dances for paired couples grew in popularity. The most important of these was the waltz, where the couple faced and controversially held each other in a close embrace, turning together quickly to music in triple time. Initially highly scandalous, as early as 1810, several large dance halls had already opened in Vienna to accommodate the demand for this new craze. Part of the Schönbrunner Waltz, one of the most popular waltzes of the 19th century, by Josef Lanner, played by the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Franz Welser-Mürst. Initially Johann Strauss the Elder's business partner, within a few years of their collaboration, Lanner and Strauss parted company, but not before establishing themselves as the masters of the Viennese waltz. In their hands, the waltz became also a musical form, an example of which we've just heard part of, typically with a short introduction, five contrasting waltz tunes played in sequence, and then ending in a coda, which would bring all the material together. The music itself and the thrill of the dance hall was only part of the appeal, however. Strauss realised that to be truly successful, he, as the band leader, had to add an extra layer of glamour to the proceedings through his own personal charisma and the playing style of his orchestra. He also made a point of taking his band on tour, not only around Austria, but also to cities further afield, across Germany, France, Belgium, eventually Britain, and even Ireland, playing in Dublin in the spring of 1838, before returning to London to provide the music for the newly crowned Queen Victoria's inaugural state ball. The previous year, composer and critic Hector Berlioz observed their Paris concert, saying, We knew the name of Strauss, thanks to the music publishers, but that was all. Of the technical perfection, of the fire, the intelligence and the rhythmic feeling which his orchestra displays, we had no notion. Always open to new ideas, Strauss must have anticipated that the new technology of the railways promised to make all this travel even easier. And it's nice to think that one of the waltzes Berlioz heard in Paris was this, the Railway Pleasure Waltz. (laughs) 
Die Eisenbahn Lustwalze or Railway Pleasure Waltz by Johann Strauss the Elder, Christian Pollock conducting the Slovak Sinfonietta. The waltz was putting Vienna on the map in a new way, identifying the city as a place of convivial popular pleasure. Strauss's success bred success quite literally, with his own sons emerging as major dance band leaders in their own right, as well as a host of imitators in both Vienna and beyond. Tragically, Strauss the Elder died of scarlet fever in 1849, but by this time Johann Strauss the Younger, along with brothers Josef and Eduard, were themselves playing in the Strauss Orchestra. In time, the younger Johann Strauss became crowned the Waltz King, thanks to the fame of the Blue Danube and so many other dancers. Josef and Eduard, however, also made important contributions, not only in the Waltz, but also in that other popular dance, the polka, with its hopping steps. The Little Chatterbox Polka by Josef Strauss, the Vienna Philharmonic, conducted by the legendary Carlos Kleiber. Between them, Josef Eduard and Johann the Younger shared the direction of what was now the family orchestra, expanding its range to include more serious concert music. They even began playing regular Sunday afternoon concerts in the hallowed surroundings of the great Vienna Musikverein, an unheard-of honour for what many still regarded as a glorified dance band. Dance, nevertheless, remained at the heart of the Strauss Orchestra. The fame of that orchestra made it, in effect, the imperial dance band of the Viennese court, a pleasurable meeting point for both aspirational middle-class culture and the last fading traces of aristocratic patronage. Edward Strauss had a style all his own and made his own mark, especially in the quick polka or polka schnell, such as this, entitled Mit Chic, or With Style, something for us all to aspire to. (laughs) 